You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gilio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, presented as always by Fan Duel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Friday, a football Friday. And we'll get back to all the NFL Week 13 with a lot of big games. But the biggest weekend of football this weekend is in college. It is Conference Championship Weekend. And joining us right now to talk about it, and I'm sure we'll dive into some of his recipes on his website as well. I saw some wings in, in the latest one. College football analyst from Stadium. At in the bleachers on Twitter, it's Felder is the new letter. It is Michael Felder. Michael, welcome to the show. He's on the Roman guest line as we get set for the games this weekend. Michael, let's start SEC. When I see six and a half next to uh, Nick Saban, it seems like it is a misprint. The um, Alabama Crimson Tide are six and a half point underdogs to Georgia. Do you? What do you make of the line here? Is this right? Do you think it should be high or lower? What do you think? I think it's right, and I think it's uh, rooted in not, not having any clue what Kirby Smart's going to do. Look, we all know Nick Saban's a smart guy, and we all know that he's going to find a way for his team to at least put their best foot forward. The question is, what is Kirby Smart doing? Is Kirby Smart going to sit on his hands and try to play keep away and try to win this game 20-17 to or 20-14, to 14, or is he going to kind of go pedal to the metal get Stetson Bennett out of the pocket, get him moving around, put Alabama's defense in conflict, and then also stretch the field vertically, maybe get Darnell Washington involved down the field, uh, obviously get George, a newly healthy George Pickens involved. Is he going to put the – if Kirby Smart comes out aggressive offensively, they can beat Bama by 20 points. If Kirby Smart plays it conservative, as he's done almost exclusively during his time at Georgia, then this is going to be a tight game, which gives not only an Alabama a chance to cover, but a chance to win. Michael, I'm a little disappointed you have not developed a southern accent over the last uh, week or so. <laughs> you know what's funny is my southern accent will come out in about two weeks when I actually go home back to the south. And, but for the most part, I'm able to kind of cover it up. But when I, the two things that happen when my actual real, not Brian Kelly, but my real actual southern <laughs> accent comes out are there when I get excited and when I get back home. But, yeah, it's, um, it's amazing to see that kind of happen and, and – and, I'm ready to see him start throwing in y'alls. And, and, and the first time right. he uses fixing, fix, the first time he uses fixing to, <laughs> I, I really can't wait. Um, he's, like, he's playing I, it slow. He, he's ramping up to that a little bit. I, you, you know what's funny is I, I think most of us, if your team is not playing this weekend, you want the chaos. You want the committee to kind of be uncomfortable Sunday morning, have some tough decisions to make. Uh, uh, with the big announcement before the NFL gets going on Sunday. But what we've seen in recent years is 
the teams that are expected to win tonight and tomorrow, they dominate. Is there yeah. one specific matchup, and maybe it's the SEC game, is there one specific matchup where you think, okay, look, I, I don't see a route here. This is going to be competitive, and it might be decided in the final minute of the game. We already talked about the SEC game, but I think that's one of them. I think the other one's the Big 12. Um, that would, actually, no. You know what? I think all three of the games that, are, that matter for the playoff, I think all three of those Power 5 matter, matchups that matter for the playoff, I think all three of those are going to be close. Uh, we'll start with the Big 12 because I mentioned that one already. I think Baylor's got an opportunity, depending on how healthy Gary Bohannon is. And obviously, he's practiced this week, but Blake Shapin has taken most of the reps. So we'll see what that quarterback situation looks like because Shapin's going to have some problems against that Oklahoma State defense. I think if we're looking, leaning on one of those to be more of a route, it's probably going to be that game. And then Michigan-Iowa. And Michigan-Iowa, for me, huge line, right? Isn't it, what was it, 10.5, 11 points or something like that? Yep. Yep. So – I don't know how Michigan's going to be able to, to, to top what they did a week ago, right? Like, they really – they went kind of balls to the wall. They, they pulled out all the stops. They did everything they could um, in that football game to get that victory. And they really – the big thing – and I don't think enough folks think about football in this regard, but they put everything that they had, they put it on tape. And Iowa is a team that studies meticulously. Iowa is a team that's remarkably disciplined. And I, I have no shame in saying this, and this is no insult to Ohio State. But Iowa is tougher, smarter, and more disciplined from a defensive standpoint than the Buckeyes have been in several years. And so this team is not going to fall for the same misdirection that Ohio State fell for. This team isn't going to go through four quarters shuffling linebacker lineups because they don't know who they should put in the game because they're caught off guard. This team, with respect to Iowa, is not going to, you know, they're not going to get out muscled at the point because they live on penetration. Uh, the way Ohio State did, they're going to eat blocks, force to, force Michigan to move them off the point, and then let their linebackers fast flow to make tackles, which is not what Ohio State does. Ohio State, everybody's trying to get those shoulders turned, get skinny, get into the back foot, and when you do that, you're much easier to block, much easier to wash down, much easier to move out of the way, and that's why Michigan was able to get all those things done. So I think this is going to be a closer game than people expect. The problem is Iowa can't score. Their offense is putrid, mm-hmm. and when your offense is that bad – I think Michigan's got a little bit more semblance, competence from an offensive standpoint. I think that's going to be the difference in the game, but I don't think it's going to be by a wide margin. What about Houston, another double-digit dog? How much of a chance do you give them to upset Cincinnati? Oh, I think the big key, and everybody talks about Daniel Holmes and Clayton Toon, and they want to talk about this offense. And The reality of it is, defensively, this is a team that's top 20 in the country in interceptions, 14 interceptions. A lot of those are forced interceptions. This is, to me, spotlight on Desmond Ritter. If Desmond Ritter gives the ball away, we're going to be looking at a tight football game, which, as you mentioned, pulls that double-digit spread, pulls it a lot closer because that's extra possessions for Houston and fewer possessions for Cincinnati. And Cincinnati's a team, and you know they're going to be pressing because they're on at the same time as Alabama. And if Alabama wins, Cincinnati's got to be looking around thinking, oh, no, what's going to happen to us? And so – you look at that, they're going to be pressing. They want to have style points. They want to look good in a win. They want to make sure they check all these boxes. They want to do all this stuff. They're probably going to put the ball in the air more than they want to. They're probably going to put the ball uh, in, in, in dangerous spots, and those could lead to interceptions. So Cincinnati has to protect the football. That's why I put Desmond Ritter kind of on front, out in front right here. They have to protect the football. They have to play their own game, and they have to make sure. And I do think they've caught, things have calmed down. With Marcus Freeman taking that Notre Dame job, Luke Fickle and the rumors swirling around him, those things have been abated. And so – this is going to be one of those situations where 
Defensively, I know they're going to show up. Special teams, I know they're going to show up. Offensively, I don't know if they're going to press or not, and that's going to be the big issue here. If they press and, and generate turnovers, if they press and give away the football, they're going to be in trouble. But the big key for them is going to be play their brand of football, and hopefully they can get in. Michael Felder joining us here, stadium football, college football analyst. Michael, how about the uh, Pac-12 title game here? Oregon, Utah. We just watched this game a couple weeks ago, and it was a rout. Utah just destroyed Oregon and ruined their chances to get to a playoff here. The number on this game, the spread of this game, is is pretty low considering how we just saw this matchup a couple weeks ago. Utah favored by just two and a half points. Do you think it'll be a different kind of game this time around? I don't, I don't know. and I'm, This is something that I've been racking my brain about. Uh, because of all these rematches, right? Like the re- all these rematches. And, and we saw um, Baylor and Oak State play, and, and, and that game I think is going to play out similar. And this game, though, I don't know how in film you fix getting your face busted in. I just don't, I don't know how you fix that, and I don't know how you, you get around that. I think that's the part that's going to be interesting. Obviously, game's in Vegas. It's not in Salt Lake City. This is going to be an interesting one. I think that Oregon – for a point of pride, I think the game's going to be closer. I just don't know if they've got the pieces to to stand up to what Utah's bringing. I think Cam Rising's been one of their best additions to a team in college football, uh, to specifically best addition to a starting lineup in college football over the course of this 2021 season as a guy who really stepped in and took over for Charlie Brewer, and he added a little bit of a running element. And, and this is a Utah team uh, that averages a touchdown more than their previous five-year average, and that's a huge jump. To jump up one whole touchdown over your previous five-year average is remarkable. And so they're able to go out there and make plays. And they, they have an offense that still plays with that Utah-Kyle Whittingham defensive mentality. They are tough. They are strong. They fight. Kuthi, uh, I think is his name, at the tight end spot. That guy's going to drag you around the field. So this is a team that I think gets the win. I think they get a, get a chance to go to their first Rose Bowl. There you go. What about uh, – how about another game this weekend? Doesn't have playoff implications. I feel like scoring – Get in front of a yeah. TV for Pitt Wake Forest. I mean, th- this total is set at 71 and a half. What are you expecting in this matchup? Yeah, points. Neither one of these teams has the defense that they want. I feel Narduzzi's got to be pulling his hair out every night because he's a defensive guy. And right. you're going to see Sam Hartman versus Kenny Pickett, two guys who have been remarkably productive. It's, it's been really fun to watch Hartman and Pickett kind of grow in their career. Uh, Pickett in particular because – He's a guy that I remember when Pickett, Kenny Pickett was committed to Temple the first time I ever saw him out in D.C. at a, at a, at a, like a quarterback camp. And he went from Temple to getting that pit offer, going to Pitt, and, and he's grown every single year. He's gotten better. And I think that's the part of college football that I really love is watching guys improve. And, like, you might come in with a nice fastball, but what's your changeup look like? And then you develop a changeup, and now all of a sudden you've got a curve, and you, maybe you add a slider to the mix, and all these things keep getting better as you go. And Kenny Pickett certainly done that. And, his, ability, his ball placement ability is beautiful. His ability to push the ball vertically down the field is great. I, I really love to watch him play. And Sam Hartman, uh, a guy who he's taken over the mantle for Riley Cooper as that 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 um, weight quarterback that's kind of just they, – they're the same size, little young scrappies out there doing their thing. And, and, and so this is going to be exciting. Neither one of these teams has to have the football very long to score. So 71 might get blown up. That 71 might be done in the first half. I mean, realistically. Wow. If we're talking about two – I mean – it's nothing to these teams. Just score five touchdowns, five and five. That's 35 right there. Let's go. Like These teams can do it. Let's talk about the Sun Belt Championship. Uh, Billy Napier will coach this one for Louisiana. Yep. They are the home dogs against Appalachian State. Who do you like in this one? Man, P- 
people people have been talking me into Louisiana a lot, uh, largely because they're like, you know what happens when when these when a lot of coaches leave, when a G five coach leaves for a power five job, his players are so proud of him that they helped him achieve that goal. They want to send him out with a win. But I'm from North Carolina, and I know App State, and I love App State, and I think that they are remarkably fun to watch. I'm going to go with the Mountaineers. I'm going to pick my home state team on the road. I'm going to pick them to get the win. I just think that they are – we spend so much time talking about big program this and consistency that. and yada, yada, yada. I don't know that there are very many programs that have been more consistent over the course of the last one. 15, 20 years than App State. And that's including a move from FCS to FBS. So I'm going to go with them. I'm going to rock and roll with them to win a Sun Belt title. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Michael, before we get to your latest recipe uh, and, and your and your newsletter, because I, I was looking at those wings last night, your thoughts on the Heisman Trophy as we head into the final weekend of the season. Bryce Young is the favorite and a pretty big favorite at FanDuel Sportsbook, minus 220, but he's now going to go up against the best defense in college football. C.J. Stroud, my, uh, plus 450, he won't be playing this weekend. And then there's Aiden Hutchinson, who wasn't even on the board a week ago, 20 to 1 a couple days ago, up to 16 to 1. What's your thoughts on how this plays out? And, and do you give Hutchinson a chance to win the Heisman Trophy as a defensive lineman? I mean, I hope he wins it. I'd love for him to win it. I want him to win it. I want somebody on defense to win it at some point. Excuse me, had a little sneeze there. I want somebody on – excuse me, had a little sneezy. Um, I want somebody on defense to win it, but I think the reality of it is is it's people are just throwing stuff at the wall now, and they're doing whatever. So – Oh, excuse me. Um, they're throwing stuff at the wall. We'll see what happens. I think that the reality at the end of the day, Stroud can't gain ground. So ultimately, it's going to be about how can who can lose it. How can Bryce lose it? How can Bryce lose this? And excuse me. How can Bryce lose this? And, and ultimately, Hutchinson feels like he had a really good game on a big stage against Ohio State. I don't think people have been watching him all year. He is remarkable. He is special. He, there's a reason he's amassed those numbers. There's a reason why on the other side they've been able to put together a really good defensive run as well. But I really think it's just people throwing stuff at the wall. Hopefully having no clear-cut favorite gives the defense. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Okay. Hopefully having no clear-cut favorite okay. gives the defensive guy a chance. I don't know what just happened. Goodness gracious. Sorry <laughs> about all... that. <laughs> we didn't even hear it, though. You're allergic to offensive players winning the Heisman Trophy. You're dude, done with it now. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, no, I, I just I hope a defensive guy wins. If it's Hutchinson, it's Hutchinson. I think that there are a lot of 
deserving players. And I think we'll see, unlike mm-hmm. last year where Devontae Smith was clearly just a monster. We don't have that this year. We don't have the offensive dominance. And, and the team that's been the most dominant, here's the reality. Nobody wants to vote for anybody from Georgia. You know what I mean? Right. When's, yeah. the last time we, when's the last time we saw that? When's the last time we saw no one wants to vote for anyone for the team that's been number one for the bulk of the season? Nobody wants to vote for a single player on that team. They don't have – do they have a – you guys have the odds. Do they have a single player in the top 10, top 15 of the Heisman odds? Well, why why is that? Because you could make a strong case, and we'll see how it wraps up on uh, Saturday. You can make a strong case that this is – we're going to look at this Georgia defense as an all-time defense. And we're talking about the possibility of a couple of defensive players winning the award because no quarterback has has taken it this year, kind of like last year, right? Um, But why why is there no Georgia player that has stepped out and and is getting that buzz? Man, I – one because they don't their offense has been quite pedestrian. Uh, two because nobody knows what what their defense actually does. They don't have they, like they don't have an Aiden Hutchinson, right? They don't have a this is the guy that gets the sacks. Look at his tackle for loss numbers. But they do have Nicobe Dean, who's probably one of the top three linebackers in the country. He's amazing to watch play. And they do have Nolan Smith, who's the best one of the best behind Aiden Hutchinson, but one of the best hybrid players in the country. If Georgia had given themselves to – and look, Georgia's got 41 sacks, but they do it by committee. they got like 17 guys that have sacks on this team. And the reality of it is, but the top, the top sack getter is a guy that has – or two guys have five sacks versus dialing it in to only having one guy get all the sacks, which is how you end up with an Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, he's not one guy getting all the sacks. They've got other guys with sacks, but he gets most of those sacks. And so if they would have dialed in on Nolan Smith being just the guy that gets sacks and – flushing things to him or bringing pressure with him, then yeah, that could have that worked out for them. He could have had 17 sacks. He's probably on that list. But the way they get it done is by committee. They're a constrictive defense. Thanks, they Michael. squeeze you down. Okay. BeckQL yeah. Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. We'll go off the board next right here on BeckQL Daily.